Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by old people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, this is Housing for the Age Action Group's Raise the Roof show here on 3CR. My name's Shane, and I'm in the studio with three co-hosts, a rare treat. Uh, Leonie, Fiona, and Pam are all here. Um, it's our second last show of the year. Our last show will actually be on Christmas Day. So we're going to be doing a kind of wrap-up and round-up of the year in HAG news and older people's housing news. But first and foremost, the news from this year is that I'm no longer the only voice that you have to listen to on this uh, on this program, it's, so what a relief great. for the suffering public. Exactly. <laughs> so this year we now have four hosts. We have two shows a month. It's pretty exciting. Um, say hello, everyone. Hi. Would you maybe hello. like to introduce yourselves? Hi, this is Leone. Hi, Shane. Leone. Fiona was so adamant before the show about wanting to introduce I, people, and now just says hi. I think it's really <laughs> exciting that we have so many co-hosts, and we, this is the first time that we've all been in the studio together. So we are a little bit crammed in, and we are sharing microphones. But it's really great to have two new faces for the year. So three. You're also a new face. Fiona. I guess I am. That I yeah. guess so, but I don't feel new. I feel jaded and old. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, sh- I should probably disagree. Uh. <laughs> I wasn't. Fishing. I, I swear. The, uh... So yeah, this year has been epic. I was just looking back over some of the things that we've been doing and um, we'll go through some of them shortly, but I realised that it's been almost a year since we were at Midsummer, which was the first thing we did um, in the year, in what? January, yeah. And so that was the beginning of our LGBTI housing project, which was probably one of the, the newest things um, that we've done. And the other thing that we did um, early in the year was introduce you, Leonie. Um, as the national, now you changed your names halfway through yes, the year. Yes, it's now the National Association of Seniors for Housing. And it used to be Nopin. Yeah, it used to be, no, I don't even want to go there. I'm, <laughs> I'm really bad with acronyms, but our acronym is NASH. NASH. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about NASH? Well, I've been doing, I've been the coordinator for almost a year now. It started in January, I think. Yeah. Um, and so I'm p- it's part of the HAG's national project, which is Ageing on the Edge, which Jeff Fieldler's been running and he's been going all around Australia um, advocating for housing with different states, talking about uh, HAG-style services for the different states. And my part of the project is the lived experience um, part where informing the project through, you know, all of the voices of the different seniors from the different states. So we have quite a large organising committee who meet on the phone every month We've got uh, four representatives from Western Australia, three from Queensland, two from New South Wales. We're, we don't have anybody from Tasmania, unfortunately. We're, that's something we'll be working on next year. 
and no one from the Northern Territory. But, so anyone yeah. listening in Tassie or um, Northern Territory should get in touch. Yeah, hey? we'd love yep. to have some people really interested. And it's a really great group. It's We've spent a whole year, um, you know, getting to know each other's voices. We just had one of our members, Neva, come over from Western Australia to the uh, AGM. And so she got to meet the Victorian people. And, um, yeah, so... The main thing we've been doing all year is developing a um, a manifesto and a, and a document to use in campaigning, and we've almost finished that very, very, very soon. We'll be finished, and we're going to use that to have an action to Canberra in a, hopefully in the first sitting of Parliament in two thousand and twenty. That's nationally. exciting. Yep, a bit and of a bit of a- action, actual action. Yeah, taking place. A- yeah, and we might. Yeah, so we're there's lots of things happening around organising that, contacting parliamentarians. And then the other thing I do with um, with the group is we put out a bi-monthly newsletter which has lived experience stories and we've been focusing on each state in turn. And so, for instance, this last, the last issue will be Western Australia, so a big issue full of different uh, specific issues to do with each state and, and then quite lengthy lived experience stories from people. Uh, there's two in this issue. And, and that, that is available on HAG's web. Um, site. It's on under publications. It comes up. Yeah. That's oldattendance.org.au. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So that's a really important thing that HAG does that we don't often talk about that much, I guess, which is about membership and volunteering and getting the members um, active politically. So part of part of your work has been, Leonie, has been doing it on a national sphere. But this, this year we've also tried to do a lot with our members in the state of Victoria as well. Um, one of those things was... Um, We've had three general meetings this year and one annual general meeting. And one of them was a big consultation into the Royal Commission into Aged Care where we um, got lots of members together. We had our AGM um, in November and it was one of the most revolting days. It was nearly... It was shocker. It was shocker. It was over 40 degrees. It was gale force winds and all of the trams and trains decided to stop in the heat. And all the western suburbs trains melted down. So it was a miracle that we had anyone at all, but... um, we do encourage our members to get involved politically and um, one of the things that the some of our members and our staff did earlier this year was go to some rallies. We went to the Change the Rules um, Union Rally in April, which was pretty exciting. It was a lot cooler. And we also went to a couple of um, climate rallies, which was fun. We had we had a bit of – can you remember some of the signs that we had? We had some pretty funny oh. signs. There was some some pretty um, – I was so busy looking at all the other signs because I just love – I love the, you know, the wit of some of the signs yeah. you see. Yeah. I love that whole movement of having, the, you know, the smartest signs on Facebook. Yeah, I think we might lift our sign an, game. That was an enormous demonstration. That was over – well over 100,000 people yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah, mm. it was really good. We got stuck in the same place for about two hours. We did. <laughs> we, yeah, but that's because it was so, so big. big. Yeah. I, we were all standing around wondering why we weren't moving and eventually realised that it was because the, was we just, were thousands of people behind the yeah, front of the march. We ju- the yeah. front joined the back somehow. Yeah, it was yeah. extraordinary. The, yeah. um, I mean, another thing that we organised this year was the first National Day of Action for Retirement Housing. Oh, yeah. uh, we were really hoping to get some some good publicity out of that. Unfortunately, some loser, some some absolute scrub called a federal election for the next day. So yeah. it was a, a hard time to get much media was. attention. Mm, oh. Let's not mention his name. 
banned. Yeah, banned from this conversation. But that's been a really good thing to see as well is um, revitalising the work of the formerly it was two groups, the Independent Living Unit Group and the Caravan and Residential Parks Group, um, and they've now merged together to form one supergroup um, called the Retirement Accommodation Action Group, and they meet monthly. Um, and this year there's, they've done a fair bit of work looking at some of the consultations that have been going on which have um, affected people that are living in retirement housing. Uh, maybe we'll go into that a little bit too, Shane, seeing as that's your area of expertise. Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about that later. Do you want me to spout off now? Sure, if you, if you feel up to it. If I feel up to it. Could I have a rant? Is that what you're asking? Have me? a rant. The, um, I mean, for my work area, the two big uh, sort of campaign or political things that have been happening this year are the review of the Retirement Villages Act, which launched just over a month ago um, after a long period of promises from the state government, uh, and also the ongoing uh, work of the review of the Residential Tenancies Act. Um, the amended Residential Tenancies Act, people might remember, passed last year with very significant improvements for, for tenants and a lot of uh, very important achievements for older tenants in particular um, around things like being allowed to modify your own home, installing disability modifications and grab rails and things like that. So it's more than just uh, pets. Improvements in security of tenure, improvements in pets. Well, I don't really know if it's an improvement in pets, but new rules for pets. Um, oh, those... I think it's a big improvement. I, I predict we'll have refugees coming to Victoria just so they can keep their pets. <laughs> Do you mean refugees from other states with yes. shitty tenancy laws? Yeah, mm. Totally. Because it's um, such a massive issue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the traditional practice in Victoria has just been to lie to your landlord, and that's been a pretty Very good system, I think. <laughs> oh, um, the poor cat gets locked in the cupboard every time there's an inspection. The, uh, <laughs> Fiona's just adjusting her microphone, so when you can't hear her in a minute, that's going to be why. You I'm waving. I literally just waggled my finger at her. No, trouble. now you're much too loud. The, uh, <laughs> Lucky Shane's such a good panel, he'll be able to turn you down. <laughs> I wish I could turn you down. Well, the, Dad, he'll uh, turn you off. <laughs> The, uh, now we're derailed. Um, the new rules are kind of more complicated about pets, but hopefully will be an improvement as well. There's a lot of areas that have improved there. Um, those Most of the reforms won't actually take effect until the middle of next year. Even there, that'll only be for new agreements or for people rolling over onto periodic month-to-month agreements. Um, the government at the moment seems to intend that there'll just be an indefinite changeover. And that's something that concerns us because mm. it means that uh, older renters in particular will be stuck with the old laws for longer. Mm. Um, older renters make up one of the fastest growing groups in public housing, where, of course, you have very long agreements, which won't roll over. Um, often in residential parks, which are another major form of retirement accommodation, people can have very long leases. So they also won't have the benefit of these new laws. Um, older tenants are also disproportionately just likely to have been in the same place for a long time and have the same ongoing agreement. So in all these ways, the proposal from the government does seem like it kind of leaves... Uh, older renters behind a little bit. That's definitely something that we'll be submitting to the government about uh, when we put in our, our commentary on the Regulation. uh, regulations that's due next week. Mm. Um, the Retirement Villages Act review, uh, what can you say about that? It's not it's looking happening. all that exciting from our point of view. We're pretty disappointed with the scope of the issues paper. Um, for an area that's been a, a massive public concern over the last few years with reports of just extraordinary exploitation and rorts and rip-offs, uh, the, the review, we think, doesn't really go far enough. Um, we've submitted pretty forcefully about that, or I like to think it was pretty forcefully. Uh, and hopefully when the government reaches the next stage of the review, which will be the issues paper, uh, sorry, the options paper, where we talk about what they're actually looking at doing, we'll see some greater ambition because at the moment it does look like it's a bit of a lost opportunity. 
there's been so many, so many reviews this year that it's been really hard to keep up. So we thank you, Shane, for being able to manage this incredible amount of issues papers, options papers, regulations, reviews into this and that, which um, have dominated your work and the work of some of the groups lately. So let's hope next year is maybe a little bit... I mean, it's nice to be consulted, but there's certainly a lot going on right now. And you do wonder about whether or not the consultation actually makes any difference in the long run. <laughs> but, well, that's, but on we'll that cheery <laughs> note, maybe we should hear a song. Um, we'll take a little break. Uh, this is Thelma Plum and Better in Black. City, City Limits. Limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City Limits. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities discussing diverse and intersecting topics on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR. Funded by the City of Yarra. Uh, you're back on Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR. I think I just said group rather than group. You Sorry did. about that. End of the uh, year. Freudian slip. Um, before that, before those announcements, we just heard Thelma Plum with Better in Black. Uh, we've been talking about the year at HAG, the year in older people's housing news. And just thinking about um, as you reminisce over the year and think about this must be the fastest year that's ever passed, in my opinion, um, but thinking about some of the people that we've lost this year. So a couple of our um, long-term staff members um, said goodbye to us this year. One of them was um, Annie, who was our finance worker from the very, very early days, 2003, I believe she started. She was at Ross House um, as their finance worker first, and then she moved up to HAG. So she left us um, in January. And more recently, we've um, we've lost Emily, who was one of our... Make it sound like they've all passed away. I know. It's not... They haven't... They haven't gone, gone. Um, Emily's gone to the UK, which is... They've all moved on to bigger and better things. exciting for her. She, she decided that he was getting, she was getting almost turning 30, which is about the end of the time where you can... <laughs> Pam has a little chuckle there. Um, where, you can, where you can work overseas. Um, I think there's a visa arrangement or something with the UK. Anyway, she's It just gone. seemed like such a great time to move to the UK. Brexit. She'll be there for all the drama. <laughs> um, so she left us. Um, and Pam, there were some others as well, wasn't there, from the committee? Uh, yes, there was um, Marie, who was a long-time yeah. committee member, yep. and Guru, who is the uh, in-house photographer, as well as being on the committee for the last 12 months. Yeah, They yeah. both went, yeah. And yeah. so Marie's known for her extremely awesome fashion sense. <laughs> yes, she's 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 a she's the mod mod one of the of the, of the group, isn't she? I really want to have a, a newsletter feature that just shows off her incredible or her wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and also, we did have um, the death of one of our long-term members, um, Frances, who many um, people from HAG will remember. Shane, do you want to tell us a little bit about Frances? Yeah, I mean, Frances was a member of HAG from 2003 uh, and was very well known and loved by uh, a lot of our members and staff. In 2015, she was inducted as a life member of HAG, uh, only the third person in HAG's 36-year history to be bestowed that honour. Um, she was a fiercely independent person, and we always thought this was her secret to living a long life. Even well into her 80s, when relying on her walker to help her get around, she'd get on the light rail near her home in St Kilda, uh, travel all the way into Burke Street, and then walk to our office in Flinders Lane. And we got to see her uh, quite often. Yeah. Um, we'll greatly miss Frances uh, and rest in peace and our condolences to her, her loved ones. It's not all been bad news this year, though. Um, we've also welcomed some people... Haven't we, Pam? We have, yeah. yes. We've uh, welcomed Rebecca Walton from the LGBTI. Um, she's a service navigator for that. Um, and Ma, she came back. Yes, yeah, she, she returned. <laughs> she both she, left and she, returned. <laughs> yeah. She she saw what she knew what side her bread was buttered That's on. That's right. Sometimes <laughs> you need to have a little break to give you, you some do, perspective. You do. And then there's Sandra, Susan, and Bradley in the homeless action. Plan group, yep, and Dimitri and Susan intake. Yeah, um, Susan does the navigating. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was really that was that was the staff. Yeah, that was the staff. And yep. then on the committee, we just had an election what less than a month ago. So, so what was the results of that? Uh, we um, welcomed Pauline. Yeah. Pauline, we've had we did an interview with Pauline uh, for Vels, um, and Pauline's going to be, I'm sure, a very important member of the committee. Yeah, it's great to have some new faces on the committee. Yeah, yeah. So the the homelessness action plan um, was one of the other new things we did this year, and that was um, Sandra. Susan and Bradley joining us. So Sandra's from um, the Australian Association of Gerontology, and she did the most incredible job of consulting with people all across the country about what um, what they wanted to see in an action plan for people who work in aged care. So instead of just focusing on people who work in homelessness and housing, this was looking at people who are doing assessments of people um, who are over the age of 50 um, and people in residential care and people delivering home care. What are they seeing in terms of people facing homelessness um, or at risk of homelessness? So she went um, along with Jeff to... I think she did 55 site visits in four months or something. It was incredible. In every state and territory, they had over 400 people completed the survey. She did a whole bunch of interviews, um, and it was really incredible. And this was all while she was um, pregnant too. So it was really amazing work. Um, And now we have this very, very thorough and well-researched document called the Draft Homelessness Action Plan for Aged Care Providers, which is on our website and we're hoping will actually become part of the way of doing business for people who work in aged care. And the Royal Commission also pointed to some of the things there. So um, that was really amazing work. uh, Is there anything else you want to tell us about what's happened at HAG this year? Um, 
yeah, I was just thinking about talking about um, the outreach team. Um, so Pam mentioned that we had Anne come back to that team, and that's and that's um, that's really great. So she's doing some outreach work as well. But we also have our long term workers that do an incredible job. Um, they're the unsung heroes, really. We've got um, a team of four people who work full time and tirelessly out in the community, um, and they're driving all around the place trying to assist people to get into long-term and affordable housing. And we did a quick tally of the numbers just then to see um, how many people have actually been housed this year. And what was the number, Pam? Um, from December to August, 150 150 housed. people. So that's just incredible because all of those people now have somewhere to live for um, as long as they need it. And as yeah, long as I mean, I think that, that's a key point. We don't just mean 150 people got given a bond to, to yeah. rent a place from a private landlord who's going to ship them out next year. No. Uh, we mean 150 people with security of tenure for life. Security of tenure in house housing that's appropriate for them and so affordable affordable they won't have to move because the rent's getting jacked up they won't have to leave because the stairs are too narrow or the step over the bath they'll be able to stay there as long as they need to and most of these people are um, well over the age of 65 and a lot of them certainly weren't expecting to be finding themselves facing homelessness in their retirement years um, but thanks to our hard-working outreach workers um, they are now able to have a place done a nice place for Christmas too. I, I think one of the things that's really important is um, the housing is um, you're not waiting for the landlord to knock on your door and say oh um, I'm going to renovate this place mm. and sell it. Yeah. You need to get out because yeah. you know you're there forever as long as you you know as long as you need it, yeah. which is really a safe, lovely feeling. Yeah, and and the work that the outreach um, workers do isn't all isn't just about um, you know filling out an application form and saying see you later. It's also about helping them connect with the services, and a lot of that takes a lot of work because someone moves to a new area, perhaps they're not as familiar with it. They might not know where the doctors are or um, where the local shops are or, or things like that. So the outreach workers assist them with getting connected locally, and they also assist them with moving. So we have. A removalist, um, his name is Wayne, and he really knows how to work very well with older people, um, whether that be downsizing people who have got a lot of stuff um, that they've accumulated or helping people who have got nothing. Um, and so the outreach workers, when they do their assessment, they work out um, what the person needs in their new home and and then assist them to move into that home. So. Big so, shout out to those guys. They're awesome. So if anyone's listening and you're thinking that you might need to speak to one of our outreach workers yourself, if you uh, are dealing with those issues, you know, fear that the landlord will turn up and turf you out, rent that you can't afford, just a general insecurity, um, you can give us a call and we'll give out our contact information in just a few minutes. So get your, your pen and paper or your phone ready or, or what have you. Mm. Um, can I just launch into one, la- one last rant for the year? Do it. Well, we've got one more show coming, so maybe a second last rant of the year. Um, when I think about this year in older people's housing, the, the the number one thing that strikes me is that it's another year where state and federal governments have failed to deal with the housing crisis that we're facing. Um, that, that's a disappointment that's ongoing. Uh, but one thing that's inspiring about that is, has been especially the, the ongoing uh, growth and commitment of public housing activism. Um, we continue to see public housing activists standing up for what they have and, and refusing to allow the government to keep trying to sell off their their homes and their property and their land and all of our property and land. Those are those are our assets. Um, so we look forward to the ongoing growth of housing activism, public and otherwise, in the new year. 
And again, we'll be giving out our contacts in just a second. If you want to get involved in some of our working groups and some of the activism that we're trying to organize, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, you Pam looks like the phone numbers. Um, Well, just before we do that, can we just tell people what our opening hours will be over Christmas? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, So we will be um, closed between the end of the day on um, Christmas Eve, which is the 24th, and we'll be reopening bright and early on Thursday, the 2nd of January. Um, So during that time, we will have a phone number that people can call if they're in crisis and they need immediate assistance. But otherwise, um, we encourage people to give us a call back on the 2nd of January. Um, The other thing that we should mention is that Ross House, the building that we're located in, is actually um, the lift is closed for renovations from the 16th of December through to the 16th of February which means that if you have um, uh, if you're unable to make it up the stairs which we know a lot of our members do have um, trouble with that then give us a call and we'll arrange to meet you in a place um, nearby where we can actually speak to you face to face um, so for all of our meetings that normally take place we will be finding alternative arrangements they'll either be in the city library next door or somewhere else close by um, otherwise um, we encourage people to give us a call over the phone and we can provide as much assistance as we can in that way. Um, so we won't be closed, but the building, um, unfortunately, due to the lift needing urgent repairs, it's a pretty, it's a pretty old thing, um, will hopefully be better um, for next year, 2020. All right, Pam, you want to give out those phone numbers? Yes, 9654 and 1300 um, I also just wanted – or maybe just read them out again. Do them again? Yeah, yeah sure. 9654-7389 and the 1300 number is 1300-765-178. Open right up until uh, close of business on Christmas Eve, although mm-hmm. if you call after four, I wouldn't guarantee there'll be anyone sober <laughs> to answer your call. Um, can I just mention before we go off the air, if you're a person experiencing homelessness and you're looking for a lunch service on Christmas Day, um, you can go on the CHP website. They have a list of services all around the state uh, and some in the lead up to Christmas as well, if that's something that you're looking out for. And what's CHP, Shane? It's the Council of Homeless Persons. So you can Google that uh, and we'll put it up in the show notes on this on the 3CR website if you want to have a look there. Uh, but yeah, CHP, they have a list of Christmas services and hopefully there's one near you. Um, thanks very much. We'll be back on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Christmas wow. Day with a fantastic show. We're going to read you some Christmas stories, hear some Christmas songs, uh, radiate Christmas vibes. You'll love it. <laughs> um, that's it for today's show. We're going to leave you with a Christmas song. This is The Kiss Offs with Santa Darling. Thank you, Pam, Fiona, and Leonie. Bye. 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 Bye.